Autobots transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode one of season three of Transformers Prime. It is Dark Mount, Nevada. This episode was directed by Sean Nigagosi and it was written by Marsha Griffin. And the last time on Transformers Prime, Paul and I traveled back to 1984 and used our time machine to send Herman into the Shadow Zone, leaving us trapped in the past. We spent the next 37 years living out our lives through one exciting adventure after another. Yeah, like that time we invented Crystal Pepsi. Dude, dude, shut up about that. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry. Anyway, sorry. after avoiding our original selves until December of 2020, Paul and I invented a reverse aging machine to make ourselves 42 and 41 years old respectively, thus negating the effects of time upon our bodies and resolving any issues that would have arisen due to the convoluted storyline we came up with for season two of Transformers Prime. And on this episode, uh, Meg Megatron gets arachnid back. Yeah, uh, we get the recap there and uh, the bases, Autobot base is just in ruins and Sexicons are flying around and the Vehicons are digging through the rubble and Starscream brings Wheeljack out like, yeah, we found him in the wreckage of his ship and they're going to take him back to Dark Mount for questioning and Starscream calls this the reign of Megatron. Yeah, so when they come back, that's actually when they get arachnid and the Forge of Solus Prime. Yeah, they just drop this stuff on the floor and uh, I like how Megatron doesn't even look twice at Arachnid. He just gets after the Vehicons for not being able to find an Autobot. It's like, yeah, yeah. So then we go somewhere underground, smokescreen phases into an underground cavern and drags Optimus in with him. Yep, he somehow can phase Optimus through this too, but anyway. And uh, back with Megatron and Starscream, like Megatron thinks, all right, the Autobots must have just bridged out just in time. It's the only reason we can't find them. So Starscream wants to hunt them down the old fashioned way. Let me send the Armada. But uh, Megatron's like, no, uh, Soundwave just monitor all the signals. And uh, but then the army starts coming over the hill. Yeah, it's like a couple dozen tanks and a bunch of helicopters and smart, uh, smart scream, Starscream. Jesus, smoke fart, fucking sound <laughs> shock. Um so they, uh, Starscream wants to send his armada after the military. Megatron's like, I got a new toy. Yes. And it's basically the light of judgment that from fucking Final Fantasy VI that Kefka uses because the tower dark mount fires this ridiculous energy beam that like picks up all the tanks and vehicles and helicopters, pulls them into like this clump and then just sends them flying everywhere. So yeah, dead or paralyzed, all these guys. Oh yeah, yeah, they didn't get blown up, but like they were thrown around the inside of a tank, dead or paralyzed. Anyway, um, then we cut to Jasper and it is a smoldering pile of rubble. Oh, it looks like the outskirts of Boston in Fallout 4 is what it looks like. That's exactly what it reminded me of. It's a mess. I love that there's a speed limit sign that says 40. That's all it says, but like 40 miles an hour downtown, that's pretty fucking fast. It is. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so we go back to Megatron. He's sitting on top of Dark Mount and he is talking with Fowler on the horn. And he's <laughs> yes, like, get him on the phone. Yeah, he's like, hey, I don't want to cause any shit. But if you don't get out of my way, I'll blow up everything. I just want peace. Yeah. And Washington, D.C. will be the first target. <laughs> Megatron. Yeah, he's just like, we just want a place to call home. You know, we never had a problem with humans. Let's just be neighbors, right? Yeah, his whole shtick is now that the Autobots are dead, we're not that violent anymore. He gets off uh, the phone and Starscream's like, You know, you're such a good fucking liar. Even I almost <laughs> believed it. Yeah, Starscream tells him, Yo, you have a way with words, like the same line that Megatron used before. And uh, yeah, humans have no idea what lies in store for them in commercial break. 
And when we come back, Fowler's telling General Bryce on the phone that Jasper was evacuated. Don't worry. Everybody in the public and the media just thinks it was a meteor shower and somehow nobody's seen this like mile tall fucking tower. (laughs) And uh, they have to stay away until the radiation from the meteors can be dissipated. And uh, then he tells the general, no, retaliation against the Decepticons is not an option, man. Like, come on. And going back to General Bryce not paying attention to anything, like, is he not aware that a bunch of tanks and helicopters just got their asses handed to them? Either way. Oh, yeah, that was the guy in uh, in in Grill. Grill, yeah. yeah. Uh, So anyway, June comes in and she needs more medical supplies. Apparently her and Fowler are working together now. Yeah, because people are wounded and... uh, Because they're going to hook up, that's why. He kind of snaps on her right here and it's like, I'm a little busy here, Nurse Darby. Like, I have new happy generals that want to blow Nevada sky high and a Decepticon warlord that wants to make nice yeah he's basically like being put in the middle he's kind of just the diplomat in this situation which is a weird role for him but that's kind of what they've got him doing yeah he's the go-between between megatron and the military and then june asks she kind of changes the subject here a bit she's like is there still no word from anyone and i guess he knows what she means like she's like it just means that the main comm link with the autobots was destroyed when the base went down and then she's like, well, then let me call them. She means Jack. And she's like, nope, it's too risky. The Decepticons are monitoring all the phone lines. Yeah. Apparently their only hope is going to be the Autobots. And then we cut to a Viacon flying through the air. Yeah. And it's just scanning cars on the road. And apparently Earth-based paint is enough to fool these guys because yeah. that's all Raph and Bumblebee did to disguise Bumblebee. Yeah. Bumblebee's hey, got Bumblebee a cool paint job. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Alex Kurtzman. That's right, it's Alex Kurtzman. I've got a brand new Transformer toy. It's a black bumble. Hey, what are those new boots you're wearing? Yeah, yeah, I got these just uh, a couple days ago. Oh, they're really nice. I bet you like those boots. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're... How they're... about I blow them up for you? Well, I need them for work. That's and... okay. Everybody loves explosions. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. Jesus. Holy shit. Fucking... I fuck. Needed those. Uh-oh, Alex did a boo-boo. Bye. Okay, well, Alex Kurtzman, everybody. I'm fucking where to work. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, like you were saying before, uh, Bumblebee is incognito now because he he's no longer yellow with black stripes. He's now black, black with, with yellow, yellow stripes. stripes. Yeah. And, um, uh, and uh, this is when Raph tells him, hey, all the comm links are down and I can't get a hold of anybody. Yeah, and then he understands why Optimus split up the team to save he and Miko and Jack, but uh, we don't know where they are. And Bumblebee suggests they just keep heading back to Jasper. And speaking uh, of Miko uh, and Bulkhead, they're driving through the Rocky Mountains. And she is bored out of her mind, and she pulls out her phone and starts tapping buttons, and Bulkhead just screeches to a halt. It's like, no, cell phone! You know the rules. And, and she's like, dude, I'm just, just playing a game. I downloaded it ages ago. It's fine. Yeah, I do like that they acknowledge she already downloaded it. But um, then Bulkhead tells, well, she asks where they're headed. And Bulkhead says, look, the Wreckers have a backup plan. We have a prearranged set of coordinates. If Jackie is still out there and alive, he'll meet us at this location. And they drive off. Well, he's alive, but for now, because we go to Wheeljack and who is telling Scream to like try harder with the torture because that's what's going on. Yeah. Starscream has that like same as the spark thing. He was uh, torturing cliff jumper with and, and RC and everybody else. But yeah, um, he like drags it across Wheeljack's chest, scars him up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wheeljack says, Hey, I don't know where any of them are, but we then go to Megatron 
who uh, has he's up on the his throne on the top of Dark Mount. Yeah. And he orders Knockout to go back to Cybertron and find those discarded Iacon relics. Yeah, that the Autobots left there the last time. And Megatron thinks Optimus is probably out there planning to do the same thing. So we get to do this first. And then speaking of Optimus, we go down to the cave with him and Smokescreen. And uh, you know what? I The more I think about it, I like smoke fart, but uh, <laughs> Smokescreen. And Optimus kind of wakes up and goes, oh, my God, uh, no hope. Yeah, Smokescreen explains how they got there. And he bridged out when it was his turn, like we saw. But then he went back for Optimus all sneaky beaky like. But uh, that was after the blast, and he managed to pull Optimus to safety. Yes, that's right, everybody. It's time for a short mini episode of the podcast within a podcast. It's the Smokescreen Sucks podcast. In this episode of Smokescreen Sucks, we're going to talk about retconning. If there's one thing that Smokescreen is really good at doing, it's fucking up and then insisting he won't fuck up again. If there's another thing he's good at doing, it's telling you how he saved the day in the next episode. And this is a classic example. Everything works out for him. Conveniently, it all lines up, even though it doesn't really Really makes sense in what we saw at the end of season two, but that doesn't matter because Smokescreen can retcon anything he wants whenever he wants. And that's been another episode of the podcast within a podcast. Smokescreen sucks. Thanks for listening. So, oh, oh, and then Smokescreen says to Optimus, hey, we need to like track down the other bot Autobots, but especially Ratchet so he can heal you. Yeah. And uh, R- Optimus tells him, uh, don't bother. Yeah. This is when he's like, there's no hope. Uh, so then we go to Jack and RC, who we haven't seen yet. And uh, they kind of stop in at a gas station. And Jack's worried about his mom, and R.C. says, tough shit. You can't call her. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) Pretty much. And they see a helicopter, and she tells him, stay put. Then she transforms and drives off, and then Jack pulls out his phone. He's like, ah, one little text couldn't hurt. Could it? Yeah, because text and phone calls work on an entirely different communication (laughs) system, you dumb fuck. Remind me again why Optimus entrusted you with the key to uh, Vector (laughs) Prime? Because I don't know. Anyway... As soon as he does that, Megatron's goons and like Soundwave up on the Nemesis is like, boop, there he is. Soundwave immediately. He's in Nebraska and Megatron's like, send in the troops. And then he transforms. Send in the clouds. to the Nemesis. Uh, so Jack d- or June does get a message from Jack say, hey, I'm safe. I'm with RC. Don't worry. She's delighted, runs off to tell Fowler. And then Jack sees a couple Viacons approaching him in the air and commercial break. Mm. And Jack starts running to take cover when we come back. And it shows RC with Sadie. Like, what is she so worried about at this point that she would even bother with Sadie? Like, but anyway, it turns out the helicopter is a civilian helicopter, but uh, she hears explosions behind her and transforms to head back. And back at the gas station, Jack is like, he's running, he's being strafed by these vehicles, basically. He runs, yeah. jumps over a fence, and then there's like a giant transmission tower that, you know, keels over, almost falls on top of him. But he, you know, Prometheus runs away from that shit. <laughs> and uh, while he's running, Laserbeak spots him. Yep. And he says to himself, he's like, huh? Smile, Jack, because he realizes he's on camera and on he, the nemesis. But he, okay, sound. Jack says, smile, Jack, you're on Decepticon on camera. I call bullshit that a 16-year-old kid in 2000 and what, it's eight or nine now in, in the aligned continuity where they are. Yeah. Which means he was born in 96, 90, 92 maybe. Yeah, 92. It's, he doesn't know what the, A, he doesn't know what candid camera is. <laughs> and B, I bet you half our listeners don't know what candid camera is. Um, And then B, why is he, anyway, whatever. Jack, Jack, you are very early in this season making your way to my least favorite human <laughs> and on the nemesis Soundwave and starscream have jack on candid camera and starscream says uh, we have a visual so 
Jack runs and hides under a trailer, but the vehicles just blasted off him. And then another one comes at him firing. But then RC comes out of nowhere, pulls him to safety and just starts firing at the Decepticons. This whole thing from that semi trailer being blasted in the air to RC jumping into frame, taking a shot and like rolling with Jack. That was such a Michael Bay moment. It just looked like he filmed that. Yeah. They take cover over by the gas station pumps they stopped by earlier. And Jack was like, uh, this is dumb. Yeah, you remember the last time we tried this? It's not the best cover. And she's like, we're not here to hide. And like the vehicles land and Jack's standing there, like flooding the place with gasoline, which unless the guy, the attendant hits the authorized button in the gas station, that pumps don't work. Anyway, uh, yeah, he runs for it and RC shoots it and kaboom. Yeah, they the vehicles get blowed up and Laserbeak gets blowed up. Mm. You know, I, I what would be neat is that if every time Laserbeak took damage, got wounded, blew up, whatever, if it hurts uh, Soundwave on some level. Yeah, like Zaymon Tomax kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Starscream and his clones. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Jack and RC... They book it. Yep. And meanwhile, on Cybertron, Knockout is telling some Viacons and Insecticons, you know, put your backs into it. And they tell them they can do it. Put your ass into it. All right. And that's <laughs> enough. And they uncover the Apex armor. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I want to find the phase shifter. I like that even more. Where's that dipshits? And then one of them's like, uh, boss, boss, <laughs> and points at something. And Knockout goes, ooh. <laughs> And back on the Nemesis, Soundwave is operating on Laserbeak, and Megatron asks if any of the surveillance data survived, and Megatron thinks they need to step up their game, and Knockout Radio's in, uh, yeah, I'm ready to return, and oh boy, wait till you see what I got. And what he got, well, Megatron orders a space bridge to be opened, and he, uh, Knockout walks through, Megatron's like, what did you find? He's like, kind of not what, I mean, I found a few things, but who? And he steps out of the way, and who should walk in? But motherfucking Shockwave. Yeah, and Starscream seems really Hey, it's worked. Alex Kurtzman again, and I know Shockwave showed up last season, but he showed up again this season at the very beginning. Doesn't he look cool? I think he looks so cool. He can blow stuff up. Do you think that... Right, hold on here. Gotta get out the old history book. And the math book. There we go. Right. Megatron's threatening to blast Washington with a laser from a tower in Colorado, is he? Well, that's fantastic. And if the Earth were flat, then look out, Washington. But no, the Earth is not flat. And humans oh, have known hey there, that. What are you doing? The, this is the, the end of the show. It's 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 the rant. Oh. Uh, yeah, Earth is not flat. Humans have known that fact for a very, very long time. See, 2,300 years ago it in ancient like Egypt... It looks like it's a lot of fun. Do you enjoy doing your rant? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's kind of my, my thing on the on the show. I, I do it every episode. And, uh, yeah, 2,300 years Would ago in ancient... Would you like me to blow it up? Everybody loves it when Alex Kurtzman blows things up. No, I'd kind of just like to finish it. In ancient Egypt, Eratosthenes... Oh, it's too late. Whoa! You Blew up the fucking rant! Bye, everybody! Alex Kurtzman away! Ah, oh, man, I had Eratosthenes and fucking Syene and Alexandria. Well, do you want to just sign this thing off, then? Yes, let's just... Uh, that was that was the first episode of season three of Transformers Prime Beast Hunters. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Scattered. If you want to see two scatterbrained idiots, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobe. Paul is at PMAC first and one. Yeah, and I'll just put a link to the Carl Sagan video I was going to talk about before 
anyway, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and uh, tell everybody you know, tell all your friends. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. We're not here to hide.